Hey guys, this is Bruce from Printava. Welcome back to the Print Hustlers podcast. We've got our co-host, Farrig, over at Campus Inc. And we've got a very special guest, Justin's ready. If you're watching on the video, you can see him, how pumped he is. This is Justin Lawrence from uh, Oklahoma Shore Company joining us um, as we went through last week through a, a really detailed webinar on just what everybody's doing with everything coronavirus related with their shops. So thank you guys for being able to join us today. I've been seeing a lot of, of, of ways that shops are adjusting though. I've been seeing a lot of trying to generate sales through stores and fundraisers. Are there any things that you guys are doing on those fronts? As an industry as a whole, there's just this huge like wave going on right now. It's great to see. Uh, it's funny to see the copy and pastes. <laughs> Uh, but I think everyone's, you know, now it's, it's coming down to like, what are we going to do to print for one more day? Um, and what can we do to help along the way? So everyone's putting on in their sense, their own mask a little bit and being like, okay, got to protect my business. Got to sell shirts. Can I help along the way? Is this going to work? Is it not? And then it's kind of like survival mode, I feel like. And I think it's, um, in our industry right now, it's everywhere. So I think I see shops doing it literally from coast to coast, getting super creative. You know, we're not doing a ton of it. We're trying. Some of it's working. Some of it's not. But uh, but yeah, that's us. Justin, what are you guys? What are you guys doing in Oklahoma? I think a lot of people are being innovative. The hard thing for us is I when I think about cash flow, which is the you know primary concern that everyone I think is dealing with right now. We have a bunch of little online stores that are popping up, but we're making hundreds of dollars off of those stores. We're not making thousands of dollars, and we need to make thousands of dollars so that we can uh, keep the machine going and make payroll and do all of that. The online stores is I think a great tool, but it's not moving the needle for us. One thing that moved the needle a little bit was, um, we swallowed our pride. I swallowed my pride about a week and a half ago and it's made, I'm trying and I'm still trying to not being afraid of asking for help. So I sent out a email to, um, we, I didn't know if you knew this or not, but we do this thing called shirt of the month. Um, that some of you have thought would be a good idea to do as well. And I, uh, I sent out an email to all of our past subscribers and I said, hey, this is Justin. Uh, you were once a subscriber at one point. We need your help. Would you consider subscribing for a month or two because it'll help these hardworking Oklahomans and help sure. us keep our job? And dude, we got like 700 new subscriptions in one night, which was cool. So listen to me. Don't go abuse. Like You have to be very strategic. Don't abuse like your mailing lists right now and send them updates and emails and all the COVID-19 stuff because you know how annoyed you are by all the different businesses, you know, hitting you up and soliciting you right now. But I think if you have the right community and you've taken good care of that community, that was like a positive confirmation that like you can lean on that community sometimes and say, hey, can you help us out? And there were it was an overwhelming response. Me and our sales team were just weepy because we have all these kind Oklahomans saying, oh, we love you guys. We're back. We're back in. And so it'll be interesting to see. Um, that was a really cool way. That's kind of a, the idea of an online store for us. But it was taking a captive community and asking them for a little bit of help and making it so they could help 10 or $15 at a time. And so that was cool for us. But we're just trying to activate. We're trying. I'm telling my sales team, like, you need to be innovative right now because literally your job and all of our jobs depend upon it. Um, I think that a lot of shop owners like are putting all of this on their back and they're keeping their mouths closed and they're not communicating with your team. I'm not doing a good job of communicating with my team. Like I'm giving them updates, but 
man, I'm short in my Slack messages and emails. And I, I'm trying to find myself like, Hey, I'm their lifeline to like their life. Like mm-hmm. they're looking to me for confirmation that like, I'm going to get a check and are we okay? And where are we going? And it's important that you're a leader right now. And it's important that you're a, a servant leader. And it's important that you're transparent and vulnerable with your team. It's, and it's a really good lesson I'm learning right now. Let's, uh, what about you, Bruce? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Bruce, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, to be honest, our our sales are are obviously being a software company, we can be remote, which is nice. But, you know, we definitely lose the camaraderie of being in person when we absolutely need it right now. Personally, our sales are completely dry. So as we are recurring, that helps. But um, what's that? Is that a cough? No, my throat. I I don't know. I've got this like. Oh, my God. Shut this call down. Get me out of here. (laughs) So we're trying to actually shift. Uh, I watched a really good webinar that Mark Coudre did last night of of his stuff that he saw from 08 that kind of simulates things that will play out. He feels here. He was just like, how can you add more value to your customers? And it may not be a sale, but, you know, just call and get on the phone with everybody and just just talk to them. And so. I was pushing our sales team actually starting today, just reach out, ask how we can help, send them the guide and webinar and videos that we've made for, for some tips and resources. You know, just say, hey, we'll extend your trial. Try not to sell anything, but just to, to, to talk. We're also shifting, instead of new sales and new customers, it's existing customers and focusing on that too. So uh, we're trying to implement that literally in a couple days to spin that up. Have, have you seen a spike in merch, Bruce? I mean, merch is obviously like, you know, newer for you. And, and you know, it's cool to see people trying new things. Are you seeing more shops now? Start, I mean, we've seen it on our end. Are you seeing it too? Or Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I actually looked at the data yesterday of merch, people using merch for online stores. And it's been either staying steady or increasing through when people have been more suspending their accounts. But the fascinating thing is that custom orders is down like 45% compared to about a month ago. So what do you mean when you say that? So people entering in new orders last Monday. And this is like, this is all users, right? This is what you're saying. We'll go on record. All the data is safe and protected. It's not like you're like scraping everyone's account. This is just globally. How many hits? So this is me querying through the database, just like you would query your sales for your, your team. It was down about 45 ish percent of new jobs being entered into the system. And that was having more shops on the platform. So last Monday compared to a month ago on a Monday. Now I'm going to, do it again because maybe you know Monday's a little bit slower or maybe Wednesday's a hotter day or whatever but I mean that was very staggering the week before on Monday I think it was it was like 30-ish percent down it was yeah yeah it was was a third down and then this week it's been about 45 to 50 percent whereas online stores yeah have been increasing are you tracking revenue or are you tracking just straight invoices created like quotes or what are you? This is just orders being created. I haven't done any, mainly because we have so many statuses and it's hard to tell for people which status is the actual job. I can look at payments collected, but still some people collect payments, you know, they get a check or, you know, so it's not as sure. good. So but like I'll, I'll on average, Bruce, how many invoices do you think are being, like on a big Monday, Monday is our big day for creating quotes and invoices and stuff. What yeah. is like a typical Monday, like on the database, like? Could you say what that number is? Okay, so when I ran it about the first week in February was around almost 30,000 jobs were created in the database. So 
Then um, looking at March, kind of the last trailing seven-ish days, it was about 17,000. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So pretty fascinating, right? I mean, there's clearly direct effects. It's when you say orders, seeing. is that does that does that include merch orders, or does this take merch out? No, this of is like this is completely straight up completely merch separate. Completely merch separate. Cool. Yeah, what cool. other data are you looking at? Are there any other cool KPIs for uh, like the screen printing industry that you have globe, like big, you know, hundred thousand foot views of? You know, I'll pull um, payments and we can check it out for next week too to see the actual payments that are being collected because that may be a little bit more reflective of sales. But my only worry with that is that if people were calling on a lot of receivables, it may have actually increased temporarily, you know, because people are just entering in as many payments as possible since they're not letting people float as much cash. But um, yeah, I mean, we personally, yeah, we're, we're definitely feeling it. Obviously, the better you guys do, the more, the better we do. So yeah, we're seeing a lot of suspensions or cancellations or things like that. And so we've personally planned a kind of not, I wouldn't call it doomsday, but like a plan B scenario where if we have a 50% um, revenue cut, uh, you know, over the next couple months, then how does that look? And to be honest, I don't personally see how this doesn't end up in a deeper economical hole than we are right now. And I know there's a huge push to swing it back out quickly, but play it out. It's not like the virus is going to go away. Right. So let's talk. I, Justin said something a little bit about like cash flow earlier. And I think that's something that like, you know, we have taken our receivables down from like what was like 100 grand down to like 15 or 20 just to make sure we, we have our cash. But that doesn't mean I still don't have bills to pay and things to do. Justin, cash flow for you, you obviously are running a much bigger company. I mean, you've got a ton of employees, a huge space. Had. It's still coming, it's it's still there, have hope. But uh, <sighs> but but um, talk to us about your, your, like what are you looking at every day? Because your positions are much more, you know, they could be more volatile and they're scarier because they're like bigger roller coasters because you run a much bigger business. What are you looking at every day? Are you like, are you looking at your balance sheet every day? Like, what, what, you know, what keeps you up? Lots of things. To be honest, like I was, I was talking to my dad last night. He was asking me the same question, like, what's going on? What are you doing? And I told him, I said, the, the hard part is, I said, dad, like when I've had this business is seven years old and I wasn't planning on like doing this for my life. I, I had other intentions. And so my business journey has been one of like, I've been chasing this tiger by the tail the whole time. And sometimes I can grab it. Sometimes, I mean, the tiger King, I hope you guys are watching it. My wife, <laughs> I'm halfway through. <laughs> Whoa. I'm on love. Yeah. Um, so. No, I'm, I've watched one or one and a half episodes. I fell asleep. But my point is, is I'm looking for opportunity and opportunity for me has always been like, how can I like, make a quick buck or how can I make some money here and I think the opportunity for me in this season is since I've been chasing my business the whole time like I, I've been able to be very reckless I've got to hire recklessly and I think if if there was true serum and a lot of shop owners out there this is probably most of your stories I don't have like this sweet dashboard that I'm looking at every morning that like you know is telling me okay let's do this or let's make this higher we need to do this no like our first round of layoffs like I just kind of figured it out and I thought like where where can we cut you know 
a little bit and then working we cut some more and every time that you cut more like you're just cutting into more and more of like this baby that you have you know taken care of and i told my dad i was like i i've been chasing this thing and so i'm kind of excited to figure out what it means to run a business that is responsible and we talk about sustainability um, it's easy to talk about sustainability when things are good, you know, or like you're making money and you got cash flow and you got orders. But now it's like, OK, things are dried up. Uh, how are you going to pivot and adapt? Um, what are you going to do to secure, continue to secure the futures for your team? And I don't have a good answer for that because I'm walking into places independent of like this unprecedented pandemic. Like my business is going into another place that I, I don't know. In Oklahoma, our whole economy is driven by the price of oil. And when oil is in the tank right now, is tanking right now, we haven't felt oil yet. We felt COVID-19 and we felt like, you know, the world coming to a screeching halt. But there's also a coming piece of oil for us because so many businesses are dependent upon, you know, the all of the oil producing and oil companies that we have in the state of Oklahoma. And so it's going to be a good exercise for me to like whittle down the team and to be able like hopefully I I plan on hiring a lot of people back. I also want to figure out how to do more with less. So the restaurant industries are really good at this. Anytime there's any sort of economic bubble or any sort of craze, they're the ones that are kind of the most fragile, right? They feel it first. They're Mm -hmm. they're razor fed margins. Like they constantly have new competition popping up. I was hearing a story of a restaurateur about like this idea of whenever you downsize, you get really small and then you're in this defensive position where as you start scaling back up, like you scale back a little more responsibly. My best friend I was talking to on the phone last night, I said, I get it. I know now why our grandparents have a shit whack of money and they are so scared to spend it. And they, you know, live like well below their means because they've gone through like a great depression type thing. And so I think like this shit is going to ruin us. It'll bring <laughs> but us it's down. Also, yeah, but it'll also bring us back to like, much stronger you know it'll take us down to our you know simplest parts and then we'll be we'll be better because of it so i I, i'm encouraged but i'm reserved yeah i think there's this propensity to like and i think this is from mike michalowicz when he spoke last year bruce it was like when you spend on something it's really hard to take it back Mm -hmm. right so like we're spending you know i went through like some subscriptions on just some like mindless apps that i use and then i started chopping them and then i started asking myself like ah do I really, do I want to chop that? Like, hmm, maybe I should suspend MailChimp. I was like, what was my life like before I spent, you know, two or three grand a month on subscriptions or my, you know, employees of just like, hey, I just want an employee over there. I just want someone there. And so I think an exercise that I did was I went back to 2016, 2015 when we were a lot smaller and I looked at my overhead there, what my like fixed costs were and like what I was spending on them. And I'm like, can I go back to that and see if I can run the same type of business um, with the same amount of employees just in case like doomsday, right? That has been one of the hardest things for me is like, what do I cut next? The other scary part about this whole cash flow thing is like you could pay your employees to be there every day. But if they're, you know, if the online store they're building is only selling 10 shirts, you could actually be losing money every single day by remaining open. And some shops that you know I have a great amount of respect for um, have just said, you know what, we have good cash positions, we're just gonna close for now. That's actually probably one of the most responsible things to do if you can afford it, because I think trying to trickle along and being a savior 
could be really, really, really bad when it's all over. I don't know, Justin, if you felt that at all or I agree with that sentiment fully. Like, and that's where I, I'm trying to figure out what that sweet spot is for us. Laying off your team is hard, but if you're if you if it is hard, then it probably means that you love your team and your team has some amount of love for you. Sometimes the best things you can do is like start putting people into lifeboats and sending them to shore and say, you might have to wait. The ship might go down, but it might not. But if you want a ship to come back to, then you have to leave right now and you might be able to come back. And that's a not a fun, fun thing to do. Yeah. But yeah, you got to preserve what you have, you know, like this machine that no matter how big or small it is that you have built, if you just run it hard, you know, until the very end, then you might be left with nothing. And so there comes a point where, you know, yeah, when does it make sense to it's more expensive to stay open than to just close down and make the painful decision. I'm waiting. I'm really hoping this week and hoping is hope is not a strategy, but I'm really hoping this week that some of the relief money and some of the like the COVID-19 bill or the small bit small business administration loans which we can get into here in a minute. I'm really hoping that one of those comes out soon because if it does, then that that gives me a whole new set of tools, you know, where I can sit back and say, "Okay, cool. I got a couple hundred grand or whatever." let's shut it down and you guys go home and we'll keep you on the payroll, et cetera. But I, I don't know when and if we're going to see that money and how long it's going to be. I don't know if people have started getting funded yet. Um, but I'd like to, that's a statistic I'd like to know. Like the yeah. first business has got funded, you know? Right. And I saw even unemployment. I saw something in our local Facebook group for our town of people being like, I'm struggling with the unemployment office. Can anyone help? And everyone's like, just get in line and wait. That's my fear. Like SBA just dropped their disaster loan thing. I'm working my way through it. And, you know, just in case. But there's a lot of information in there. Are they going to be approving people like credit cards? Like you're approved. Is this going to be a month? They haven't said anything. I know the Senate and this is Wednesday morning when we're recording this. They just reached an agreement finally, which is good. I can't watch much longer before I want to blow my brains out. So I'm glad that uh, we have something moving. This is interesting. So we had a job opening that I didn't take down from Indeed that was up in January. I got over 20 applications in the last two days. That's going to be one of the exciting things about coming back from this is that, I mean, as a shop, I mean, if you are a shop owner, this is for you. If you don't, if you work for a shop owner, work harder. The talent pool is going to be awesome. I think working for a screen printing company is pretty cool. Sometimes the work doesn't match the pay. Sometimes the pay does match the work. But I think it'll be really cool that when we start coming back, people are going to be motivated to work and people are going to be motivated to loyal places. And I, that's what I, even my team that I'm able to hold on to through all of this, I can't wait for the bond that we'll have. You know, we went to war together. You know, we were on the front lines and we survived that. And I think that there's a lot of built in inherent value that will be realized more and more. And maybe that translates to low, ter- lower turnover, um, you know, better culture. Um, I don't know, but that's, that'll be exciting. That's a fair point. You, you actually talked about um, the whether or not to be closed. A lot of these states are, you know, sending out the stay at home policies and non-essential businesses need to close. There's some, there's a lot of gray area with where I see some shops are saying, well, we make uniforms and, um, or, or we make these, um, you know, caution, uh, you know, reflective material, uh, garments or this or that to be able to stay open. How are you guys navigating that? Does Oklahoma have that mandate in place or no? 
Yeah, Illinois it does. rolled out last. It rolled out last night, and to, again today is Wednesday, the twenty fifth. Uh, they said tonight by midnight, all non-essential businesses have to be done. For us, it's kind of gray area. And when I opened up a dispensary, we met with a consultant out of Colorado, and um, she instructed us like, if you're going to own a dispensary, like you have to become ninjas in the in in the gray area, because that's where you're going to live for a long time. I'm having a lot of like ethical um, and like moral debates and dilemmas inside of my heart and my head and with my friends and coworkers. But our position right now is it's gray. It, we can, it, it appears as if we can continue being open for business. And I told my employees like, you know, wake up in the morning. Um, do you have a fever? Yes or no? No. Okay. Do you feel healthy? Yes. Okay. Do you feel safe? Do you want to come to work? Yes. Okay, cool. Come to work. We have work to do. But the second that you feel sick or someone in your family sick or you are afraid to come to work, then man, don't come to work. And as long as I have healthy and willing screen printers and I can legally have my doors open, then we're going to work. People are joking like, Stephen, you don't print. I printed all yesterday and printing a bunch today. And I really don't want to prove it. Uh, I want to see it. I want a I have, shirt. I want to I've, see it. I've got it. I actually put Carson to work last night. She pulled for me. Uh, I want to see this. That sounds dirty. I want to see shop owners <laughs> setting up jobs. I want you, like, I want to, Bruce, roll this out. Shop owner, put a phone. I don't want to see anyone fucking doing push ups. I want to see Steven's ass register a three color job. <laughs> I, got, I, I register, I got, you register. I, I register. I show a register, see a register, send a register. Yeah. Um, well, That's actually kind of funny. You, I'll tell you what, like, so me and Jed, my business partner, printed all day yesterday. We banked, like, we knocked out a ton of work together. But I learned so much about my shop yesterday that I just didn't know. I'm like, that's messed up. We got to fix that. That sucks. We got to fix that. So I think, like, light and darkness. Like this is a very much like learning for everyone. I think every shop is going through a much different, like a special journey. And that might mean you might find out that this industry is not for you. It might mean that you don't like having production, you like selling. It might mean that you actually really enjoy printing and you want to be more of a lifestyle shop. Like, you know, the, the Cali Mucho shop that we visited. I, I don't know what's going to come of this. Um, I, Should I we shotgun could, a beer real quick. What's up? Should we shotgun a beer real quick for Cali Mucho? Uh, I, I don't have any here, but if you've got one, <laughs> uh, if you guys uh, don't know Cali Mucho, Cali Mucho is a really awesome shop somewhere around Los Angeles area. They do live printing. They've got a beautiful little space in there. They just actually bought their first auto, and the owner has been um, shotgunning beers and just having a good time while things have been slow. So, Justin, are you gonna? Are you gonna match? Are you gonna match him? Yeah, it's nine forty-one a.m. in Oklahoma right now. What's he say? He gives this like war cry. Oh, oh I gotta God. get. I'm I gotta gonna make him this Oh man, this is something else. <laughs> okay, Mucho. Shotgun J, ready? <laughs> Oh, bad. Yeah. All right. PBR. PBR, huh? Thanks, Justin. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, That's for my boy. First webinar, now this. 
this might be a uh, a weekly occurrence to see what Justin Lawrence is going to do. <laughs> hey, Bruce, what? So, what's Printavo doing? Because, and I think that's a, you know, so many people. <clears throat> I'm going to be burpy for like the next ten minutes, and my eyes are watering. I don't have COVID. Um, I probably have COVID if we're being really honest. Um, I think we're curious, Bruce. You know, you're kind of Oz, uh, you know, for all of us screen printers. And I want to know, like, what you're doing, how you're responding, what, like, you have some really expensive employees. <laughs> how is Printavo going to be different after all this? I had started by myself running Printavo for about six years. So during that time, I had it was able to save just a good amount just by doing it nights and weekends for a while. So fortunately, we do have some runway that we can use. I absolutely, worst case, last resort, don't want to let go of anybody. And maybe maybe that's to my, maybe that's to the country, the company's detriment. I'm not sure yet. But I did really financially plan it out because I felt very insecure about where things were going. And just thinking like, oh, well, what if this happens? What if these people cancel? So I literally modeled it out to say. Out of fear. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Because then I figured if I knew it and I knew the facts and the plan for the next, call it six months, and these people cancel and so on, then I would feel good to know where we're going and what we're spending or not spending. So that helped me mentally understand it. I'm still unsure of which everybody is as far as how long this is going to play out. Because if we're talking for a 12-month you know, to two-year type of cycle, then we have to adjust. If it's more of six-month, then you know, that's a little bit more positive. <clears throat> but we cut back on everything. Heavy marketing spend, obviously, way down. There's no trade shows, so that's helpful. One person did leave, which was more of a coincidence, so that did help. Our lease was up which was another very fortunate situation where um, we wanted to have a, a space. I was just about to sign a new lease for a new space that oh, wow. they did not get me the lease quick enough, so I didn't sign it yet. They were supposed to get it the week after before everything just started to happen. So I told them we're pushing that. So that helped save. Actually, we got to move everything into storage on um, tomorrow. And then because we're software, we're you know very thankful that we don't have to have it although you know you lose a lot of the community aspects and things right which i think sales uh kind of needs but yeah i mean like i said before sales is a trickle so it's 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 tricky it's like you don't want to have just people sitting not doing anything so you know i'm coming up with all kinds of things that we can clean up things that we wanted to do that we weren't being able to do before because we're busy and then just focusing on current customers and how to help the most especially with online stores as we're seeing that Grow. Bruce, so. what, how how is your like engineer? Like, obviously, your engineers are still like working away at all of our feature requests. But in the last week, has engineering thought differently about the way they do things? Have they given more attention to anything else? Are they like, are you making? Are you seeing like holes now where you're like, okay, I need to get this out because this is something important. Like, yeah, that's the tricky thing actually that we've been thinking about. So we're actually shifting for the next probably three-ish weeks just on merch focus heavy so being able to push a lot of store stuff as you know if there's not many custom things coming in then it's like let's help our customers you guys be able to you know sell more on that front i know even if it's small it's like (laughs) 
there's not much custom, it's like, let's spend time there. And then, though, just making sure to stay true to the roadmap that we planned out for the scheduling and for everything else right after that. So we're going to do a really heavy sprint on that. But, you know, we're a small team now. We're, we're literally a skeleton crew of four on the engineering side. So I'm excited. I want to hop in there too as our hiring is completely frozen. So I don't have to spend time there. I'm just spending time on marketing and product. So marketing is so are you, to So are you saying we can send you feature requests like a little bit more now? Thanks for joining us, Stephen, today. Uh, we'd like... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I mean... It's super prioritized. I mean, we have a solid roadmap, as everybody's seen, for the next year or two, at least. So, Give us a spoiler alert. Come on, man. Tell us about these works in progress. <laughs> the immediate one is we want to push hard on the fundraisers. We want to get really good at the fundraisers immediately. There's a lot of like things like product organization and sorting in the stores, for example. And there's a lot of smaller things to make it better and just cleaner. I think there's a lot of traffic on mobile, so how to make it easier to navigate through on people's phones to make it better for customers to buy. So those are a couple of immediate things. The thing to keep in mind though, is just like even the little features are really significant time-wise. So from there, it's just back and, and keeping pushing on the scheduling and just making a really robust scheduling tool. So at some point, I know, Stephen, you mentioned this a lot. People are going to need T-shirts again, uh, whether it's now or it's a year. So do we just want to be ready for that as well and have an even, even stronger product when we come out the other end? Yeah. Um, was that yeah. honest enough or is that is that too corporate speaky? It was honest, but it was vague. <laughs> we <We're laughs> okay, okay. want to know what's next. We want that so, Printavo 11X. Fundraiser. And product sorting, and there are a couple big things. And then there's a, some smaller tweaks and stuff. But those are the two big things. And then the next really big one, of course, is scheduling. Right now, actually, they're working on messaging to be able to send messages from your own email as well, which has been on the backlog for quite a while. So those three big ones are the ones that they're going through for the next couple months. And merch as soon as we possibly can, really. Tell um, us about Print Hustlers, Bruce. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. We are just reviewing it weekly to watch the state of everything. Pronouncers is obviously July 24th, 25th, so there's still ways of time. We've reached out to the venue, they're able to help refund, uh, you know, if we did have to pull it. Maybe it was almost about half sold out, but um, obviously that's completely stopped as of now. So, and I'm not sure people are gonna feel comfortable traveling for it, so that's the other aspect. So we'll watch it. I mean, we'll make a decision probably in a month or two. But as now, everything's still booked. We've still got a really great speaker lineup. We, we've got keynotes. We've got all this stuff planned out. So it's ready to roll. Sweet. Our intention, Bruce, is that this is all over and that Print Hustlers is the celebration. Dude, the, that would be the most amazing party. Would I mean, you be willing to talk about what kind of party you would throw if that happened? Like, <laughs> top Chicago, like... You just know, all the uh, toys that Justin has in Oklahoma, we'll just bring them all to Chicago and just, I don't know, what is it? Four-wheelers, boats, just toys. We would just want all toys ready to go. That's so. just, that's Wild Boys regalia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my uh, gosh. That would be the most amazing celebration as things come around. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed, I, mean, I guess. My hope is that when this is over, that people are going to be cooped up and want to actually go back to restaurants, right? They're going to want to, like, fulfill their travel bug or itch, and hopefully, like, it can spark. We're not necessarily in a recession now as much as, like, a panic, so I'm, I'm hoping that 
in the next couple of weeks, we can start to see what bottom looks like or if we've hit bottom or whatever and see a turn. I'm just a little scared for sure. So cool. Shotgun some beers. I, we could shotgun some beers. So Bruce, just, go get a beer out of your fridge. You're yeah. at home. I have Bruce milk. Bruce doesn't drink beer. Go get, oh. go drink a gallon of milk. <laughs> I could just spew right here. Justin, advice for uh, for shops. Small. I mean, you're obviously like it, it. You know, everyone thinks, oh, you're a bigger business. It's just easy to float through it. Advice for smaller shops. What can you tell them to do? You know, from a mental health standpoint, family standpoint, business standpoint. Obviously, your team looks up to you a ton. We can see it. What are you doing as like a leader that you can give us as advice? Because I feel like yeah. if there's anything we see you doing, like that is huge. I'm trying to make sure that I'm sleeping. You know, like that's a hard thing. And if that means that you can just like if you can't do anything during this, my wife's at home with our kids, like make sure you're getting sleep. Even if it means that you have to come into work a little late, like make sure you're sleeping, because if you're not sleeping, then you're not going to be able to make good decisions. You're not going to be able to. I mean, just look at any like correlation of sleep with school or studying or anything. And you're just you. So you need to sleep if that means that you need to try melatonin. If that means that you have to drink a couple of cocktails, like if that, whatever that means for you, do that. So that's one that's hard for me is to sleep because I just wake up. I'll wake up. We all have. You wake up at three of the, three in the morning. Yep. You feel the weight of the world on your chest and yep. you Completely. feel all of the people that you work for or work with you or your family. And like you just all of a sudden just I, I just it's my night terrors, my night demons. And again, like I'm telling you, this is why like with mental health, like if you're on medication, make sure you're still taking your medication. If you think like we're all walking around, um, and this is not to make light of depression, but most of us are walking around with low grade depression, you know, like you want it, it's easier to stay in bed. You want to overeat. You want to like binge if it's Netflix or alcohol or marijuana or whatever you do, game, video gaming. So just stay out of those things. What's funny for me is I had this realization of like last week, like this past week has been really unhealthy for me. Like I've been eating like a raccoon in a trash can. I've been like staying up real late. And so, and so like, it's kind of been that snow day mentality, you know, like, Oh man, woo, there's no rules canceling meetings. But you know, so it's more important than ever that like, Hey, get past that. You need to sleep. You need to get up. You need to not shotgun beers at nine forty-five in the morning. You need to like, you need to do all of the right things so that you can be your best. Um, swallow your pride and rem- and ask for help if you can. And also, if you don't need to take a handout, everyone's offering handouts right now. If you don't need a handout, then don't take it. If you can afford to pay your landlord, pay your landlord. If you can afford to like pay your phone bill, then pay your phone bill. But if you can't, oh my God, don't panic about those things because everyone has provisions right now. Your credit card companies, your student loans, your landlord your mortgage, your line of credit at your bank, all of those people will defer loans. The people who have financing on your equipment that you bought at a trade show your, for your automatic press, they will defer those payments. Meaning like if you've said, I'm going to pay this for 48 months, then some some people will take the the like next three months that you have right now and just tack it on to the end of your loan. And if they can't do that, then ask your banks like, hey, can I pay interest only for the next six months? And they'll think, oh, that's cool. And then we'll just take principal payments and put it on the end and you can just make interest. But just don't bury your head in the sand. 
I did it. You have to pull your head out. You have to remind yourself that you're not alone in this. And if you're going to survive this, then we got to do it together. And if you, like what Steven said earlier in the podcast, I think is brilliant. Make an assessment. Like if you're not good at production, then stop doing production. Like I'm, I'm rethinking a lot of things that we're doing here at Oklahoma Shirt Company in that like, what is our business going to look like at the end of this? There's several people last year who've gone to being a sales or broker only and not doing production. Or maybe like Steven said, you're a production god, then focus on production and, you know, be a contract shop for people. Like I think you should think about how to get small, hold on to as much cash as you can. Only pay bills if you have to. If you have terms with like Alpha Broder, SS Activewear or Sandmar, you know, reach out to them and say, hey, what's going on? The biggest thing you can do right now is not just hole up and be quiet. You know, if your creditors are calling you, man, talk to them. Everyone has a plan to reach out. And also make sure that your staff, the people that work for you, know that. There are people, you know, who just come to work every day and put their heads down and do stuff. And then they're counting on you that like, oh, payroll's going to happen. So you have to make sure that you set your team up for their best chance of survival. So that's that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's a really good point. Lack of sleep too. I think as like an owner, like my natural defense is to spend more time on it, right? And just be like, I got to do right it out, right? But nope. obviously, there's probably a diminishing returns effect that happens after, you know, ten hours a day. It just doesn't make any more sense. Yeah, I think it's uh, also a good time to just spend time with family. I think like we've seen more people doing puzzles and reading books and like doing push-ups and like we got a dog um like justin's doing gallon challenges like i don't know i, I think like spending time He's at home it, it's kind of weird. what it feels weird but like it feels kind of like it's not bad it's it's been a little bit of like recess and that's okay too i think there, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of that might go stir crazy a little bit but um it's getting us to like really think differently about human behavior which is just kind of cool so. That's totally true. Yeah, we actually go on walks like every night now. Been running like almost every other day. Like I, I maybe more fit because before it just felt like everything was. <laughs> well, we'll swing it around. We'll swing it around. Um, awesome guys, thank you guys so much for being able to join us today. We've got Stephen Farrig over at Campus Inc., Justin Lawrence over at Oklahoma Shirt Company. We'll see you guys next week on the Printouts podcast. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, yeah. Stephen.